and welcome to A Problem Squared, the podcast equivalent to horoscopes, in that only a very small proportion of you will actually find our answers useful, but you will all keep coming back to us again and again, even when we're vague and or wrong. I'm Beck Hill, a comedian, writer, and Scorpio, which means I'm curious, obsessive, and controlling. And I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Parker, a mathematician, YouTuber, and Capricorn. Which, oh, yeah, correct. Yep, I know, because I control that. you're a Scorpio, yeah. Yeah, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> which means he is relentless, a workaholic, and pessimistic. Oh, I do most of my problem solving via cold reading, too, so... That is true. It all lines up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call you pessimistic. I, I ramble until I get a hit and then I just, you know, double down on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we try and be vague enough that everybody Everyone can feels find like we've solved their problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was the rest of my... Um... Uh, workaholic, I would agree with that. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but you enjoy but your work. We wouldn't be recording a podcast if we weren't workaholics. I know, that's the only reason we yeah, were able yeah, to find exactly, to meet yeah, up exactly, as friends. Yeah. Uh, relentless. I would agree with that. Relentless? Well, Relentless. You'll get an idea for something and then go for it. That's true. But I also prune ideas. Yeah, mm. But is that, re- I don't think that's what relentless Okay, that's means. true. That's to make room for more relenting. So carry on. Uh, and pessimistic, which I disagree oh, with. I think okay. you're quite optimistic. Oh, there you go. Well, that's enough hits for me to, I'm, I'm convinced. You're convinced, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to, uh, uh, I had to double... Uh, check your birthday. Yeah, right on the cusp. Yeah. Which I is now in my diary. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Because oh. my, my two friends called Matt are in uh, both in December. It's a good, good month. For, I don't want to get you guys confused. For Matt production. Mm. <laughs> on this episode. I have found the last number. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And speaking of birthdays, we're going to find out what day of the week your birthday might fall on. Oh, yes. And... Got another Problem Squared International announcement. With any other business, stick around. So, Matt. Yes. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. We'll move on. Done. That's the whole thing. No. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing so many things at once at the moment. Uh, Actually, I'm also, I'm going to be back in Australia again. Oh, yeah, you are. One of the many things I'm doing is planning Cut of my trip back to Australia to make sure that's all lined up. That's quite soon, isn't it? Yeah. So actually, I will be flying two days after this episode comes out. Oh. So there's not a lot of time. And we're, we're not recording it with that much lead time either. No. So it's within two weeks I'm flying. Um, yeah. And was it six weeks? I'm back for, oh, oh yeah, five to six weeks in there somewhere. Mm. Lucy's back for like three or four weeks. She comes back sooner than I do. Yeah. She's got a real job and, you know. Physics to physics. But we will both be out there for the total solar eclipse. I'm so jealous. Which is what's prompted this trip. I'm always saying to you that I've never seen a solar eclipse and I'd like to. And now there's one in Australia and I didn't find out until it was far too late. And also... it's real hard to get to. Yeah. And also at a time where my work is not paying enough. Oh, (laughs) no. And you can't just zip around the world on a a whim? No. Wow. That's an annoying thing. When I can't afford to, I'm far too busy. Well, any other business. That's true. You're either making money and you can't travel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you've already got your whim travel locked in for this year. I do. Any other business. Yeah, we'll talk about that. No, but I'm I'm very excited going out. The drive from Perth to the Eclipse is happening in a place called Exmouth, which is like way up, Mm. way up the coast. Uh, It's 1.5 megameters. 
drive <laughs> to get up there. But we're not going the most direct route possible. Within the journey back is one and a quarter megameters. So we're doing a total of 2.75 million meters. And I love megameters because Lucy's work on the sun. Mm. She doesn't work on the sun. She works <laughs> studying the sun. And when you're talking about the sun, sun's big. Yeah. They measure their distances in megameters. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And a megameter, like a million meters, it's a thousand kilometers. Yeah. And a thousand kilometers is not like a scale at which it's easy to have a human intuition about. Mm. And so we once drove from Perth to Melbourne. I was going out for the Melbourne Comedy Festival and we drove all the way across and we stopped every megameter. Nice. And Lucy was doing some research at the time which was roughly on the scale of Perth to Melbourne. Uh, just to just to confirm, yep. you did stop between those points as well. No, no only I'm a <laughs> megameter purist. No, yes, we did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. We stopped more than once every thousand kilometers. So the trip I'm going to do up to the eclipse and back, mm. I'm going to set the little odometer thing and mm -hmm. we're going to stop and celebrate every megameter. Nice. Although we only get to do two because we'll get back on 2.75 megameters. So and what what's the point of the detour on the way back? Oh, on the way up, we're going via Shark Bay just because it, Shark Bay is pretty cool and there's not a lot of places to stay. Oh, fair. All right. <laughs> so, Question solved. And it was real. Oh, my goodness. Getting accommodation is there's not normally a lot of people in that part of WA mm -hmm. and a lot of people are showing up for this eclipse. Probably because they call it things like Shark Bay. Shark Bay. Yeah, exactly. X mouth. What happened to the mouth? Yeah. <laughs> um, by a shark. So, uh, so we've got to basically take enough fuel for the round trip with us. Yeah. So we leave Perth without needing to stop at a fuel station. Oh, yeah. We're in a, like a hybrid RAV4, mm. like to maximize fuel efficiency to be able to do the whole thing. We've got to take all our own water with us, all this jazz. And uh, it would to take jazz as well. Do you got to take your own oh jazz? Oh, gosh. And we are like camping some nights, staying in hotels other nights. Depends when and how we can get accommodation. So I'm very excited. But I love a good... Love a good solar eclipse. Yeah. So that will be on the 20th of April, if people are curious. And if you're in Perth or other, I mean, comparatively more populated areas of Western Australia, you'll get a partial eclipse. So mm. it's still a sight to behold if you're in Western Australia. And it goes through bits of Indonesia as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, anyone who's going to be nearby, check it out. And well, say I, hi, anyone who's there. I, mean, I hope that the weather is better than it was oh my goodness. when you're at the North Pole. Yeah. No, I, the South Pole. South Pole. I'm now I'm now two from three on Eclipse success. Yo. Lucy's two from four. So this is going to see if we can do better this time. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I got to talk about Spider-Man for about three hours. Oh, you yesterday. mentioned you, yeah. said, you said that yeah. when you arrived today. And I said there's a lot of the, the wide range of scenarios in which that is. Yes. I was like, were you, were you trapped by a child or were you doing like a radio interview? Uh, or anywhere, anything in between. Yeah, uh, it's a Sky Cinema are uh, celebrating the release of Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Good so time. they did a Talking Head show, and they got us to talk about all the Spider Man films that have been on since Toby McGuire's wow. one in twenty uh, two thousand two. Is this one of the Talking Head shows where they basically sit you in a chair? Yeah. Was it green screen or did you have a real background? No, real background. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. They'd done a little set to make it look like the sort of lair that he ah. has in the animated. Uh, all my talking head stuff was in a like a green cavern. Well, that's when we, the executive producer on the show was also the exec producer behind DC Fancast, which for listeners was a show that I did about seven years ago on Sky, which was a companion show for all the DC comic book shows. 
And they built this beautiful set for us that like combined all of the sort of elements of yep. Flash and, and Legends of Tomorrow and uh, Green Arrow and stuff. It was awesome. So yeah, I wasn't that surprised, but I was very excited by the set and everything. Physical set. Yeah. But they've got to, they've got to get it down to like a half hour show and there's like loads of other guests on there. So I'm not sure how much of me will actually wow. turn up on there. Were they doing that thing where they're pitching you a bunch of like questions just constantly yeah or was it just like off you go talk about spider-man and we'll no it's like down later. constant but a lot of it was also like can you describe what happens in this film okay so they had a vision for what they're going to do and yeah, then just, yeah, 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 yeah 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 it was fun not I a bad it. way to they're make good a living films. yeah, yeah. good films mm, mostly our first problem is for you matt oh okay yep and it comes from me. Oh, wow. Exclamation really, mark. We really closed the loop on this podcast, haven't we? I know. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I did I did cue jump on this one. It was because you tweeted in response to a tweet that you'd done a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah. Recently. You said, two years later, I thought I'd update that they totally fixed this page. There you and go. And it's a little update. It's a link with a question that says, what is the factorial of 170? And I started to read it and look at the replies to you and was yep. very confused. The replies are all very funny. Yeah. And I could tell that I was, mis I don't like being left out of in-jokes. Yep. And whole I, lot of computing in-jokes. Well, no, in -jokes, computing jokes. Computing yeah, jokes. Yeah. 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 And I don't like being told that something can't be done because then I want to know why. Yeah. And I noticed that that seemed to be a theme in this. So will you explain your tweet to me? Because you replied on Twitter and said... Can you explain this to me in the podcast? Yes, and then I, I and like, then I uh, yes, I can. Did a little a little tr a jokey troll thing by saying it'll be on episode fifty seven exclamation yeah, mark factorial yeah exactly Which, here um, we are in episode fifty seven yes exclamation mark so that's <laughs> funny listeners because factorial is traditionally written as uh, exclamation mark mm. so you write a number you put an exclamation mark after it but what it actually means is you multiply the number so if you were doing let's say five factorial mm. you're multiplying it by all the numbers smaller than it so five times four times three times two and you can do times one doesn't make a difference mm -hmm. don't do times zero though because that ruins everything <laughs> so and for five factorial it's uh 120 from memory mm. so if i wanted to work out the factorial of four so the factorial of one is one yep factorial of two is two times one is two got it and then factorial of three is three times one, so three, three times two. Yeah, two times two. It's always you multiply the number by the factorial before. I'm not it. adding them together though, am I? No. I'm, I'm just timesing and timesing. Yep. Oh yeah, so three times two times one. Which is three times two factorial. For, what? what? <laughs> so instead of doing, if you do a big enough, you do five factorial, mm -hmm. that's five times four times three times two times one. Mm. But four factorial is already four times three times two times yeah, one. So, so five factorial is actually yeah. just five times four factorial. Yeah. And so people often talk about factorials in terms of you multiply it by all the numbers smaller counting down. Mm. It's actually easier to think about going up. Yes. Because then each time you want to go up to the next factorial, you just multiply by the one more number and you're there. And what's particularly fascinating about factorials is they get very big very quickly. Yeah. Because you're always adding a bigger and bigger number each time. Yeah. And so they're very large, very large numbers. And this website was funny because the website said, did you know the number 170 is the highest possible number you can calculate a factorial for? Any higher than 170 and the mathematical answer is infinity. And that's very funny 
because there's no largest number. Right? Yeah. For that to be true, we'd have to run out of numbers. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, yes, that sounds wrong. That sounds wrong because yeah. there should be another one because you can take, if you know the factorial for 170, you just multiply that answer by 171 mm. and you'll get the factorial for 171. And you could do, you could do that by hand. Like yeah. you could sit down and just work that out. Yeah. Which is why it's particularly funny. Yeah. Like there's lots of things in maths where they might have said, this is where it ends. But factorials is particularly hilarious because if you know one of them, getting the next one's trivial. Yeah. Got it's it. It's so easy. And 171, it's got a bunch of ones in it. That's a real easy number to multiply by. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do it in my head, but you could do it without too much hassle. Shall we have a look at what it is? Yes. So I've got, I've got a spreadsheet here. Mm -hmm. And in this column here, I'm going to put the numbers. One, two, three, four. Right. And then over here... I'm going to put equals fact, which is short for factorial of whatever the number next to it is. So that's going to give us the factorial of one is one. Oh, nice. Which you did yourself. Down to four. We can go down five. 120. I was right. There we go. Yay. Let's go to 20. It's already had to switch into scientific notation. The numbers yeah. are getting so big. Yeah. Trillions is 12. Mm -hmm. Quadrillions is 15. Quintillion. So that's 2.4 quintillion. And we're only up to the factorial of 20. Yeah. Stupidly big numbers. Okay. Just ridiculous. Okay, let's go to 200. Whoa. Okay, so 200 is... <laughs> so, uh, for listeners, um, Excel has just done... Uh, I'm going to say hashtag. Hashtag which num. Is, <laughs> hashtag num <laughs> with an exclamation mark. I guess it's saying that it's so big, it's delicious. Exactly that. And So, it's broken. Excel can't work it out. Yeah. And if you scroll back, you're like, when did it break? Uh, at 170. 170. At so 170, it worked it out. Uh-huh. And 171, it's like, no deal. You're on your own. Yeah. We should try it on some other devices. Yeah. What would you, do you have a scientific calculator on your phone? Uh, I mean, I do, but I very much doubt it's a scientific one. I mean, I've got a number of them. Well, uh, well, <laughs> it's actually, not surprise me. it's a bit different on the, Mine's really colorful. on the Android. All right. So, so 170 and then there's my X exclamation mark. Oh, yeah. Calculation outside of accepted range. So yours breaks exactly on 171 as well. <laughs> now, the iPhone, I don't know this, if other people try this, my iPhone will do the factorial of 101, but it won't do the factorial of 102. Oh. Look at that. 102. Nope. Factorial error. Yeah. yeah. What we've learned from this is that computers, and I guess whatever the website was using, stop calculating factorials at 170. That's the last one they do. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're, you're on your own. Yeah. At 170, that's when you skip between 1,020 digits yep. and a number that's bigger than 1,024. What, than what binary can do. Yeah. Now, they have updated the website. So they've given a reason now. It no longer says that the numbers run out. It no longer says that 171 factorial is infinity. Instead of saying this is the biggest number, mm. it now says, did you know? The number 170 is the highest number we can calculate with basic PHP. What's PHP? There's that right up, doesn't it? Not at all. I didn't think so. Per That's the call a programming language that a lot of websites use to do calculations. Oh, okay. So they then go on to say, any higher than 170, we would need a much more powerful 64-bit computer. Older computers used to use 32-digit binary numbers. Yeah. And newer ones use 64-digit binary numbers whenever i think of hearing bits i think yep. of like like eight bit gaming yeah, yeah bit and gaming. then you'd have like 
the, I think there were 32 bit. That was the Mega Drive. Yeah. And the SNES. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nintendo 64, I'm imagining. 64 bit. 64 You've cracked bit. the code. All right. <laughs> there you go. So we would need something stronger than a Nintendo 64. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm thinking. So their explanation <laughs> is still wrong. Yeah. They're close though. They're close. Which direction are they wrong? Like, do we need something, is it that you need something stronger than that or less than that? Or has it got nothing to do with that? It's got something to do with that. So what's happened is they have said it's the size of the number stored by PHP. Got it. But 64-bit, they're probably already using 64-bit. 64-bit is not enough. Mm. Because if you have a look at my um, spreadsheet of values here, they're saying they need to go up to 64 digits to get the answer in. Mm. But if you look at when the answers go past 64 binary digits, happens at 21 factorial. Mm. So by 21 factorial, you can't even fit it yeah. into a 64-bit computer. So it's not that the numbers don't fit in the, the space available for each number. They're represented by something called floating point numbers, which is a fancy way of saying scientific notation, but for computers, which, okay. is, which is what we already have here. So Excel already switched to representing the numbers as one as you know something point whatever times 10 to the 17 times 10 to the 18 times 10 to the etc mm. computers do the same thing they can flip it in binary to be something point something times two to the whatever oh so they have the binary version of scientific notation wow and if you've got a 64-bit computer using standard binary floating point there are 11 bits used for the power which means that the biggest number you can write down is something times two to an 11-bit number, but they actually go from positive to negative. So actually it goes from two to the negative 1,023 to two to the positive 1,023. Okay. And that actually doesn't make a difference if you're on a 32-bit machine or a 64-bit machine. Mm. That's just how much precision you can have in the thing times two to the whatever. Yeah. But what's limiting... The factorial is the whatever in times two to the whatever, and you don't get you don't get a bigger exponent. You can have a bigger exponent in a thirty-two bit. It just depends how much of the number you assign to the bit you're multiplying and how much you assign to the power of two. Got it. And so they're they're blaming the wrong thing. Yeah. It's not it's not the fact that they're using a wrong bit computer. It's the fact that they're using floating point arithmetic, and the standard for that doesn't accommodate numbers that big, and mm -hmm. that's why all these things are breaking. Because like the international standard for writing big numbers in binary says you only use 11 of the digits for the power. And if mm. you want to represent a bigger number than that, you'd have to use more digits for your exponent. Okay. Now, so the question remains, yeah. how would you calculate? Oh, how would I calculate More than one seven I would, one? I would do this. I would go to Wolfram Alpha, <laughs> which we've discussed on... We really should see if they can... Uh... We should get a membership because I'm using the free one. Yeah. Ready? 171 factorial and answer <gasps> yay because you, you can use like infinite precision or you can you can have systems that deal with much much bigger numbers mm. you just gotta be you can't just use the out of the box way that computers handle numbers you got to be clever and kind of do do that yourself as such does this mean that wolfram alpha isn't using php i, I feel like that's a dumb question but <laughs> correct it's not it'll be using we ought to be using the mathematical language on a server somewhere. So the but person it, on that website is correct in that... PHP is the wrong choice. I that, reckon you could fudge PHP to do to do it properly, but it wouldn't be pretty. Okay. PHP people may disagree with me, but there's fewer and fewer of them these days. 
So basically, Wolfram Alpha, because it's all about the maths, mm. they've got their own solution for of dealing course. with big numbers, yeah. right? And so they they make it work. Um, the one thing I just wanted to say is that website, I don't understand this website. So yeah. they've obviously, in the two years since I tweeted that, they've, mm. they've I think they might have read the replies and then cobbled together what sounds like a plausible explanation. Mm. But it's, it's, it's just missed the subtleties of why that's gone wrong. But if you look at the URL, it's what is the factorial of 170 that's baked into the URL. And you can, you can change the URL. So what is the factorial of, let's do, let's do 102 that my phone couldn't do. There we go. And it generates exactly the same page. Oh. But it swaps everything over to be 102. Oh. Isn't that, isn't that weird? So this isn't a page where someone's done like a... A special thing about 170, it's, is, no. It's like a generator. Yeah, it's dynamic. It's taking the URL and then generating a fun factorial page about whatever number. Yeah. But they obviously weren't expecting such big numbers because if you it says here, in this case, the number of whole numbers in 102 is more than five. Yep. Breaking news. 102 is bigger than five. Um, you can see how this quickly gets out of hand with larger numbers. And then, and then, and then the text is always the same. It just swaps out a few of those bits. Hmm. And it breaks in two kind of fun ways. You can, first of all, you can ask it what the factorial of zero is. Uh, zero times nothing equals one. When describing a factorial, you would usually, you, you would usually say zero. <laughs> I'm, I'm pronouncing exclamation mark there. Yep. Like zero factorial, zero shriek or zero bang. Personally, I prefer shriek. Is that true? I've never heard anyone say shriek or, or bang. Or bang. No. Oh, okay. There's a, there is a joke on there, though. Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to listeners to get their hopes up. Same joke on every four or four page. Oh, okay. Well, what did the evil fractions say? <laughs> you will never stop my plans for world denomination. Oh, it's quite cute. I like it. <laughs> it's got a denominator, right? Yeah. A fraction. Yeah, it's cute. It sounds like something I would write, to be honest. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I can't and be disparaged about it because it's not bad. I would say factorially and factorially. <laughs> uh, this is the sort of website I would make. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Yeah. Both in a, both its level of jokes and its maths precision. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining that to me. So that's why uh, it was very funny. Yes. Me updating that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they I fixed it, it, but they fixed it wrong. I also appreciate... No one pointing out to me the joke I'd made about 57 exclamation mark. They just sort of went, oh, oh it's a joke. like, yeah. oh, you got me. Yeah, and exactly. I was like, oh, good. No okay. one, no one math explained it to you. No, and I appreciate that went, a lot. That's a good joke. Because they would be within their rights, That's to be fair. But you and I, Beck, have the best, the best people online followers. Yeah. Uh, next problem, Beck, came through on the problem posing page at a problemsquared.com. And they say up front, it's a two-part question. They think it will divide nicely between your skill sets. Okay. And it was inspired by a recent string of questions from their four-year-old. They say, for Beck, which day of the week is the best day for your birthday to fall on? Not that you can really change that, but good problem. Mm -hmm. They then say, for Matt, just to keep me involved... Is there a shortcut to determine which day of the week a given date falls on? If you know the day of another date. So there you are. So apparently the four-year-old is wondering what day of the week their birthday will be on uh, this year and if they mm -hmm. can look it up or if they can work it out. Well, uh, I'll answer mine first then. Yeah. I think it does depend on your age because I think when you're in school, you want your birthday to be on a school day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, depending on the sort of kid you are as well. School. 
Exactly. And then like, you know, kids have to wish you happy birthday. Sometimes your class might sing it to you. I don't know what, the, what they people. do now. Different people back. Do, yeah, I was going to say it depends. Some of the listeners might be like, no, oh, I don't want any oh, sort of. Why would I want that? And in fact, when I did <laughs> have a day job, I quite enjoyed having my birthday on. Because if your birthday was on when you were at work, you they would be cake. There'd be a cake at the office. You and, and I are very different people. You get cake. <laughs> you get cake. You get cake. Yeah, yeah free yeah, cake. Yeah. You know, once you've got a job, you can just buy cake. I guess free cake. Free cake. Free cake. Yeah. Is it free cake? Also, I think we've had very different day jobs. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Very I mean, true. free cake was worth a lot more to me at the rate I was being paid. <laughs> right. God, yeah, yeah. I think I was a teacher. I mean. Yeah, to be fair, probably not that different. Well, that's it. All of my, yeah, all of my, because my birthday is very close to Christmas. Yeah. And so my birthday, I'm saying mm. all this, my birthday has never fallen on a plausible school day, which for much yeah, of my career of was also my work days. Yeah. So I have always had a you've holiday never, birthday. You've never experienced this. This is why you don't know it's better. Mm, that's one plausible explanation. Oh, uh, I know what we're listeners, doing. This listeners, year. let us know. What what? You're gonna make me go to a school? No. Who's, the, who's this no. guy? It's his birthday. We said we, we'd bring him to a primary school. We have to record on the day. Oh, we oh right. So Take wheel. <laughs> primary school. <laughs> so we'll work on my birthday. Yeah. And then I get free. And cake. I bring in a cake Love for it. you. I'm on board. That's how it works. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> Deal. What sort of cake do you want? Birthday cake. Well, duh. <laughs> What's your favorite? Do you have? Look, if you, I got to pick you, the cake, I feel like I'm doing the work. You don't. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, is it work? I don't. <laughs> like, because you don't really have much of a sweet. I haven't tooth. got a sweet tooth. That was the other problem. When I was a kid, other people would have strong opinions about their birthday cakes, mm. whereas I had no real. Because confectionery doesn't particularly do it for me. I'll occasionally have a craving for something sweet, but it's mm. like. Ones of times a year. Yeah. Uh, well, you I, want I, birthday soup? <laughs> exactly. I do. I have a party birthday meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm more of a savory. I'm a savory human. So yeah. yeah. So I would argue that a Friday would be the best day. Right. In general. Yeah. Because Friday, if you're at school or at work. From your point of view. You get your free cake. Free cake. Get a bit of attention. Free attention. And then, and then it's weekend. So you could, there you go. You could then do a party, do a party or something in the evening yep. and you've still got two you days got the to whole sleep rest in. Of it, there you are. Yeah, to recover. I think the worst day to have your birthday on would probably be a Monday. Oh, oh maybe Monday, Monday would like, would make, maybe you a can Wednesday. You still celebrate it on the weekend. Wednesday would be pretty, pretty grim. Actually, do you know what? No, I think the worst day to have a birthday is a Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Because then you're burning all your energy and then Monday, then Monday you're even up. lower in energy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's my take. Well, Best day, had, Friday, worst day, Sunday. I had growing up in Australia, my birthday is pretty much on the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year. Mm. So as a child, when the birthday is really all about the day, let's say, mm. I had the longest day for my birthday. Yeah. And then roughly coinciding with adulthood, I moved to the UK. Oh, yeah. And then I got the longest night of the year. And when you're yeah. an adult, it's all about the evening. That's and true. So I think that's... that's. You'd probably prefer a birthday beer. I, 100%. Just birthday some candles beer. floating <laughs> in it. Yep. <laughs> or fizzled out. <laughs> I, I want a beer big enough you can get a tea, tea candle. <laughs> so basically beer but served in a cake tin. Yes, <laughs> with, there you are. With a bunch of candles. I mean, what is, what is bread if not improperly fermented beer? <laughs> That's I mean still oh, breakfast toast. But but Sorry. bread is not birthday a toast. birth you don't have birthday bread. It, what? I mean that kind of is My what parents cake is. Have lied to me. <laughs> 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 
Not only do you have to wait until Christmas oh, to have your birthday he's present. Your, he's your birthday toast, son. <laughs> Friday. Right. That's my answer for me. I can't answer on behalf of anyone else. That's true. I mean, I would I would agree a Friday is a winner. You know, you can either ignore it or celebrate it at your work and or place of education. But right. thankfully That's it, our official answer. Thankfully it rolls. Squared. It rolls throughout the week. So throughout your life, you'll get to sample. I'm pretty confident to say every different day. Yeah. Birthday I was about to ask, is there a date where it falls on the same day every time? No. No. No, that's not no, how they all, they time all move, they all dates work. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that's because, actually, there are 365 days in a year. Mm-hmm. And from memory, that's one more than a multiple of seven. And i got a video about this coming out in a bit. Everyone's like, how many days in a year? Mm. 365. How many weeks in the year? 52. Yeah, how many days in a week? Seven. It's not because seven days times 52 weeks is 364, which is a day short. Yes. There's one more. Now, if the year had accidentally been 364 days. No, that's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's one extra day. We'll do leap years in a moment. <laughs> but Le- you did. Let's do leap years in a bit. In I just bit, want to right. describe the look that Matt just gave me, which was, <laughs> which was a sort of slight wide-eyed, but also you're going to realize in about two seconds and uh, it was correct. No, yeah. Well, it's also that's the anyone who's done anything involving programming and dates lives in fear of leap years and weird mm. time zones and ugh. But so if if the Earth orbited the Sun a little bit faster, got a little bit closer in, mm. and our year was three hundred and sixty-four days, then your birthday would fall on the same day of the week every single time. Yeah. Or if our week was five days long which is a factor of 365, mm. it would fall on the same day of the week every single time. Yeah, It's only because the year is not a nice multiple of a week that it drifts. And because there's one extra day, your uh, birthday drifts by one day every year. So let's say your birthday was a Wednesday this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be the day after that the next year. It'll be Thursday the next year. Yeah, It'll be Friday the year after, Saturday the year after, except leap years. Leap years... Bump your two. Oh, oh, bum. So then you skip one. Wait, when's the next leap year? 2024. Oh, next one. Next one. Oh my gosh. Do you know what this means? Because last year my birthday was on a Friday. There you go. This year my birthday will be on a Saturday. Correct. Guess who's skipping the worst day of the week? Skipping Sunday. Look at you go. Straight to Monday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because, you know, there's just one extra day to make up the whole year. And so that means you're a day. You've done an extra day. Mm-hmm. So you've got a whole multiple of weeks plus an extra day from birthday to birthday. And that means you've moved forward one. Yep. If you've got a leap year, you've got two extra days in there. And then you bump over. Right. And it depends if your birthday is before or after the end of Feb when when you skip the day. Because mm. it's only on the year that has the actual leap date in it. So if your birthday is 2024 before the end of Feb, you won't skip two until your 2025 birthday. Oh yeah, of so course. That's when you go over the, of course. Go over the, the hump as such. Gotcha. Yeah. So that, that's how you can you can you can work out when your birthday is year on year. It'll fall into this nice pattern. And for the rest of our conceivable lives, there is a leap year every four years. Mm-hmm. They occasionally get messed around with, but that's like once a century at, at the most frequent. Yeah. And so unless you you have to worry about this until the year 2100. Between now and then. Yeah. You go up. One three times. So you if from the beginning of the week you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then you'd skip one. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, skip one. This is where you are in your cycle. Yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, skip Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, skip Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, skip Friday. So okay. On. And all that right. will roll through all the days at some point. Yeah. 
Okay. So now I've got a base. As long as I can remember what day my birthday was last year, yep. I can work out what day my birthday will be on next year or this year. Yep. So if you know what day your birthday is going to be on, and then let's say we want to know what, what day of the week, June 13 is going to be. I just picked that randomly. So, but if we want to know what day of the week, June 13 is going to be. 13. Yeah. But in relation to. to my birthday. Oh, because that was the question, wasn't it? Is there a way of, is there an easy way to work out what day of the week something's going to be if you already know what day of the week something else is going to be? Oh, so not just year on year, like within a year. If you give me, if you give two dates within a year. Well, yes. Because I, I mean, arguably now we know it doesn't just work for birthdays. Yeah. Presumably you're saying no, no, well, that anything that happens annually. Correct. Like, like Christmas follows the same pattern yeah. or, or, or New Year's Day, all these things follow the yeah. same pattern. Okay. Um, yes. Tell you what. Do you know off the top of your head how many days are in each month? Uh, I don't. Oh, as in 30 days for September, April, June, and November. Yes. So the ones that have 30 are April, yep. June, yep. November, November, and September. I've written down, all I, all I care about is difference from seven. And so I've written down all the remainders mod seven of mm -hmm. all the months. You want to know the 13th of June and where are we starting from? Well, the, the one that I know yep. is that the... the uh, Spoiler alert, my birthday's on the 4th of November, which will be a of yep. Saturday. So that's a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do the remainder of November after your birthday. You're born on the 4th, so you're four days in. Yep. And then after that, there are another 26 days. Mm -hmm. So I can start at 26, but I'm doing everything mod 7, and that's equals 5. So there's 5 left. Okay. And your birthday, what day of the week was it in November? Saturday. Saturday. I'm encoding Saturday as six. Add them together, that's 11. But chuck off the remaining, that's four. Okay, cool, four. At the end of November, got it. What's our target now? Okay, let's try uh, May 16th. May 16th. Okay, hang on, let me just label May 16th. I got, I got to get from November with a remainder of four. So December's three. Oh, that's easy because that's going to end the year. On zero. So you're going to end on a, you're going to finish the year on a Sunday. That's handy. Okay. Which means we start afresh over here. So January is going to add three. March is going to add three because we can skip Feb. That's now six. April's going to add two. I, just so listeners know, I'm watching eight. Matt do this One. and I am so lost. I have no idea what he's doing. And you wanted the 16th of May. Yeah. Which I add up to give me, uh, so the 16th is remainder two. That's three. Wednesday. Let's have a look. It is a Tuesday. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, I've gotten off by one error somewhere. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, what date of the year did you say that the year was going to end on? I said the last day in the year Sunday. would be a Sunday. Yeah, it is a Sunday. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just messed up the next bit. So just for me to understand the maths that you're doing yep. and translate it back into Beck language, yep. you're, you've worked out how many lots of seven are in each month. Yes. Because that then explains how many times that day pops up. In well, the I don't care about how many times there's seven. I care about anything that's different to seven. Because if there's seven days, you're back where you started. So each time yes. there's seven... There's no change. Okay. Yes, I understand. So I'm now looking at things that deviate from seven. Mm -hmm. So does that would then move the days? Does January end on a Wednesday? Uh, or did January end, end on a Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, no, it ended on Tuesday. So that's where I'm going wrong. So Sunday, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so the last day of the year was a... Sunday. Oh, I know what I'm doing wrong. No, last day of this year is a Sunday. I know what I'm doing wrong. I'm going to the date next year as opposed to back Ah. to that. So I got Wednesday because if you you could do me one consolation prize, if you look up at the 16th of May next year. Well, it should be one day later. So that's why why I was off by a day. Yeah. Uh, Whereas, yep, yep, yep. Yep, I was working forward. So you work your way forwards. Yep. And then if it's before the date that you know, you take off one day. Yeah. Or I should have, or I could have gone backwards, but then you're doing negative yeah, in modular. And it's like, it's doable. If I, I mean, I got a bit of paper here, so I should better do it. So I feel like that's a terrible way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. You can do a much, I mean, it doesn't get less complicated than that. It gets worse. In fact, there's a thing called the doomsday <laughs> calculation which is where you're given any date mm. and you can then say what day of the week it was. And I can't do that. Oh. A friend of mine can. A guy called James Grime can do it. It's very impressive. That is impressive. And that's a similar thing where, for example, you know what day the year 1600 starts in or something, or you know mm. what day 2000 is, and then you go forwards or backwards because you've learnt for each where the leap years are and you shift everything around as you go and you can get the new... Um, day but it's all kind of built into a calculation you learn the calculation you don't have to do the logic yourself you just Mm. crunch it but what it's doing is it's calculating the remainder mod seven so i guess see i think if i was doing it i would do it the long way well i mean i can go from my birthday so i would do this i'd go all right so the fourth to the end that's 26 days and then uh that's another 22 days until your birthday so that's 48 days yep and so then I would just, on my fingers, yeah. Go uh, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, 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 Wednesday. Friday, Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wow. Monday, Tuesday. 48 is one less than Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, squared. Tuesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, gonna Monday, be the day before. Tuesday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're going to be on a Sunday? Oh, I think it's going to be. What day is your birthday on? Saturday. I think it's going to be a Friday. Ooh. Oh, we're both checking our calendars. Yeah, it is a Friday. Friday. Yeah. But in fairness, I was trying to count while you were you talking. I think you rushed. I was talking. I was talking. <laughs> trying to count. You. Yeah, that would have worked. That's the that's the safer way of doing it. Well, I feel like, you know, the real birthday gift. I mean, considering that this is for a four-year-old. Exactly. I think maybe the way I did it. <laughs> oh, I think counting on your fingers is correct. I think the, the important gift out of all of this, though, is to Lauren, our editor, who's going to make <laughs> sense out of this. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Whose birthday? Oh, when's your birthday? Falls? I, well, I know it. I won't say in case she doesn't want people to know. But I know what it is. I know how many days it is difference from, oh, from mine. Here we go. I feel like I'm doing a, a magic trick. I think it's a Thursday. I think she just mouthed almost. <laughs> oh, I got your birthday wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We would make the worst magic show. <laughs> uh, this, we are we are doing this by cold reading. Wait, so th- it's a Thursday. No, hang on. I'm getting I'm getting a day <laughs> during the week. There you are. Yeah. I hope that's cleared it up for the for a four year old. <laughs> Count on your fingers. I love it. It's time for Aries, Aquarius, other business. Oh wow. Yep. I've given up that fast. I saw that coming. Okay. <laughs> First bit of any other business. We did our champagne experiment a while ago. Yes. With controversial results. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know we are on the case and we're planning a much bigger event where we can get a lot of people together 
mm. and have, uh, you know, multiple bottles. And to avoid us having to buy them, we're trying to partner up with a pre-existing champagne event. And so the Royal Institution do science of champagne events. And so our current plan is to just have like a side experiment on one of their events. So it'll be in London. It'll be later in the year. But uh, if, if it doesn't end up there, at some point we're going to put on a big event and we'll announce it so everyone can come along. Um, yeah. It should be good fun. Hooray. Yeah. I just wanted to say loads of you sent in your findings on the bar thing oh, yes. after I complained. Yep. <laughs> and really, really great stuff. Like genuinely fantastic scientific explanations. Oh, I've seen them flooding into the on the problem posing page. Yeah. I just skim right over them. I'm like, eh, back thing, back thing. No, they're really good, but I need the I need proper time to sit down and uh, measure them against each other and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to say thanks, lot. thank you to to those people who sent them in. I've seen them, we've both seen them. They're very impressive, and we will talk about them on a later episode. Probably not the next, well, not the next one, but um, sometime after that. We should also say that the uh, pre orders, pre orders, we're taking the money. Orders, orders for our Order. commemorative plate and our commemorative bowl. For one million downloads, are still going. The website had a bit of a bit of a wobble a while ago. People who contacted us on Twitter, all fixed. So we'll close that at the eclipse. As the as the sun disappears behind the moon, we will close pre-orders for the commemorative plate and bowl. Twentieth of April. Twentieth of April. So you got ten days from the time of this podcast. That's not long. <laughs> yeah, get onto it. Yeah. Finally, uh, we did mention this earlier, but no, you, we forgot. You got your medal. I did. And some people from some listeners came along. We had listeners there. It was yep. I was very touched. And they they said he didn't give us I a chance to say I ding. Know, I, know. I, just, I I I realized because I did it. You got a shout out on a you gave minimum me a of two occasions. You I gave think. me a shout out uh, on on stage. Yep. And um, in front of hundreds of people. Yes, because you were sort of At saying the Royal and Society. You were like, oh, everyone was great, and then <laughs> I noticed you go, um. Like uh, Beck, for example, <laughs> and I and I was instantly was like, I have done nothing to help you get a medal. Hey, I thanked you for the podcast because what we're doing right now. Yes, not that this was part of the award. No, um, <laughs> but then I did. I forgot. I forgot to do a call and response ding because uh, a bunch of my Patreon supporters came along, which was very nice. So mm. hi to them, and a bunch of listeners did come and see me afterwards and say hi mm. and say that they'd come along um, because we mentioned it on the podcast. So for those of you we got to meet in person, it was great. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Everyone else. Uh, there will be other events in the future, which brings me nicely mm. to our last bit of any other business. Yes. We're going back to New York. Woohoo! So, <laughs> so yeah, we're, uh, we're going to go do an evening of unnecessary detail in New York again. And we'll link to it below. Yeah, and I will so be on. You're, you're doing a thing, I'm doing a thing, and other guests. Yes. Which I'm still confirming. Mm. But I imagine when the podcast comes out, We'll be able to say for definite. Yes. And uh, the tickets could literally go on sale today. So I told Caveat, don't start selling the tickets until we can mention it in the podcast so all our favorite listeners have first chance Yay. to book because it's not a very big room. Mm. So uh, today is the first day they're out. If you want to come along, don't, don't dawdle is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Come along. If there's anything that you think that we should definitely do in New York. Yeah. And that maybe Matt and I can turn into a problem that we solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it can have enough solving a problem, we can justify it for the podcast, but yeah. also a fun day out. I've also I've already floated the idea of it being a roller coaster based problem. You just want to go to Coney Island. I want to go to Coney Island yeah, again, yeah. yeah. And now is the time on every episode where we like to thank 
three of our Patreon supporters at random because uh, even though this podcast is free to listen to and uh, we don't expect anyone to pay for it, no. we also cannot provide it without we, financial assistance. We expect some people to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but voluntary basis. Yes, yeah. The ones who can, we very much appreciate it so that uh, everyone else gets to enjoy this. And today we want to specifically thank... Oliver Townshend. James McNaughton. John Adams. Do you know what? I think maybe that is the first time we've almost got them. I'm not 100% confident on John because it's J-H-O-N. Sean. Sean. John. If I've mispronounced that, I apologize. As I do for all the names. Yeah, I mean, basically what happens is if if you support us on Patreon, there is a chance that we might mispronounce your name. I would publicly. describe that as a perk. Yeah. One of the many features of it. In fact, look, we will do our best to purposefully. Do you know what? I feel like, look, I'll, uh, James, I'm going to, you're, you're a Yamez McNogden now. That's your name now. Okay, Oliver. Tion Shed. And other people I want to thank are Matt Parker. Thank you. Um, I've been Beck Hill, and we definitely want to thank uh, my fellow Scorpio <laughs> <laughs> and our producer, Lauren Armstrong Carter. So, Beck. I'm going to need to ask you. I'm just scrolling down there. Which Muppet are you quiz? Okay. If you want to play along, link in the description. Mm. It's got the Swedish chef as the as the Muppet that represents this question. Okay. And then there are nine Spaghetti. options. Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Is so so uh, what do you value in a friend? Shall I read, I'll read them out. Yeah. Bravery. The ability to chill. Okay. Musical talent. Who has ever <laughs> valued musical talent in a friend? <laughs> if anything, I think <sighs> that I am friends with people despite the, yeah, the fact yeah, that some of them are musically yeah. talented. Wow. I, I want music, but I want to pay for it. I want to befriend someone with musical talent. Loyalty. Brains. Sarcasm. How can you value... Oh. Puns. Ooh, oh, yeah. I mean... Parties. Mm. Pizza. Oh, wait. As, as, in, in, like, as in they just show up with pizza? Or the pizza is in them. They are pizza. Like I value they the are, pizza that is in them. Yes, I value you because you eat pizza. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, that's become real tough now. Ha. Huh. I think I have to go puns though. I can't like it's really? just. I understand. <laughs> See? See, I, I felt the pressure. I thought yeah. I felt our friendship <laughs> hanging in the balance. <laughs> Well, it's obviously not brains. Clearly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I'm at heart. Yeah. Pizza is close. Pizza's quite <laughs> up there. Surprisingly like, close. I will, I will forgive Beck, someone for not. I'll get you pizza tonight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. That's what I was getting <laughs> at. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I got. You know what? I would pick the ability to chill. Well, that's lucky because that is uh, a certain percentage of my name. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. That's... I was going to try and do the math. Oh, what, what is it? It's too much. How many letters in your name? You've got seven uh, letters. Seven, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a... Five out of seven. Yeah, that's like around 62%. A little over that. Yeah, it's more six, than that. Uh, six, Five out of seven. Point... 
Yeah. Six. No, wait. 72. Sorry. There we go. What's That's why you didn't pick brains. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seven. What, uh, Rough. Somewhere in the vicinity of 70. 71.857%. Yeah. If I had to pin it down. Oh, man. You owe me so much pizza. 